Welcome to Next Days, a podcast program about Generation X and uh, all the wonderful things it has to offer. Now, of course, it wasn't all good, and uh, you know we'll get to that, uh, you know, eventually, but not yet. This week we're gonna have some fun, and we're gonna talk about the subject of science fiction. Now, as you may know, science fiction is a pretty big part of Generation X. Uh, Maybe it's because we landed on the moon in 1969, allegedly. Okay, but I'll I'll save that for our conspiracies of the Generation X episode. But no, we did land on the moon. And a funny quick story about that. Uh, I'm Again, I'm from Generation X, so I'm clearly still using Facebook. Uh, And there's this thing going around saying about people who who think the moon landing was staged and, you know, faked uh, with CGI. Uh, and then they, they show what CGI looked like in 1977, which is clearly, you know, nothing. And the funny thing is, no one ever said that. They did say the moon landing was faked, but not by CGI, by special effects, you know, Stanley Kubrick, um, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get all into that, uh, but my point is, that there's a huge difference between special effects and, and CGI. And like in 1977 with George Lucas' Star Wars, there's a lot of, uh, of practical effects, a lot of special effects. He got really creative and, and with, with sounds too, like the noise of the blaster. So if you haven't seen it, I urge you to check out the, um, the special features of the original Star Wars because there's a lot, uh, lot of cool stuff. Uh, my interview this week is with my brother Gary, uh, who was born in the heart of Generation X, uh, 1975, so really in the thick of it. And he's a, a really big science fiction fan. Uh, now, our interview didn't really focus on anything too specific. It's a little scattered, but uh, more of a, just a, a fun conversation. But we did sort of touch on the reason why I think science fiction content may have peaked uh, during Generation X. Uh, you know, back in the 80s uh, or even earlier. And it's sort of gone, you know, downhill in overall quality since with the stuff you see today. But, hey, that's my opinion. You'd have to, you know, kind of compare for yourself. Uh, we also address some of the changes made uh, dur- for uh, to the original Star Wars series later on with CGI. Uh, and also Gary will reveal his favorite series of all time. Interesting. Anyways, let's go ahead and... Uh, have, uh, have ourselves a listen. Who shot first? Hand shot first. Everyone knows hand shot first. <laughs> I had an interview with Rogers, and that was the final question to get the job. And I, and I said, the, I had the same answer, but it caught me off guard. I'm like, uh, uh, Han, I think. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're hired. I'm like, great. Now, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts since we're just sort of talking about that? Because obviously they made some changes to it later. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars and George Lucas... Uh, what do you think of him inserting CGI years later? Well, I like some of the additions, but some of the stuff I don't like, uh, I'd like it if it just enhances the existing script, but I'm not a fan of it when it changes the story. So Empire Strikes Back is the one that I like the most with the the CGI because yeah. it adds stuff that you knew was in the script already. Mm-hmm. like more of the wampa 
which is in the script and it's in the book and the really cool cloud city shots, the color Mm. and more windows. It just makes it look more realistic. I'm actually okay with the Jabba the Hutt edition. I think it's kind of fun. (laughs) and It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's a clever way of doing it. And most of the stuff in, in that movie is okay. It's just updating the special effects a little bit. The X wing you know, battle at the end on the Death Star is a little more dynamic. I think where I get a little annoyed is when it actually changes the story. And I think Return of the Jedi is the worst. And it's subtle things. I think, for example, you know, the Vader throwing the Emperor down that pit on the Death Star is more effective when he doesn't say anything. It's not actually even the CGI. It's more the dialogue changes than anything else. Because I think, you know, Vader just decided to do it. There was no emotional out. He just did it. And that made it more effective. So I don't like that. And I miss the Yub Nub song at the end of Jedi. He doesn't want the original version seen again. And I think, oh. you know, the original versions are what won the Oscars for special effects. Oh, yeah. Because I have the original versions of the Star Wars movies. And I like watching them. But I also like... It depends what kind of mood I'm in. I'm the same way with the original Star Trek because they updated the special effects. What is your oldest memory, if you can think of, when it relates to science fiction? I think the most vivid memory of science fiction before I really got into science fiction was probably, it would have to be before 1981, before moving out of the house, out of Hunt Club, because I would watch the children's shows on TV Ontario from six to seven starting with polka dot door mm-hmm. and then at seven o'clock doctor who would come on with its scary theme song and uh-huh. tom baker's big head <laughs> and it scared the crap out of me and i would turn off the tv shut off all the lights and run upstairs <laughs> so i and i think a lot of people my age have that memory of doctor who on tv ontario and it would be 15 years later until I actually watched the show on purpose because I wanted to watch it. The 80s in general, which is prime time, Generation X time, just brought so much content. Now, when it comes to taking in your 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 like consuming science fiction, obviously there's TV, there's there's film, but also there's there's books and comic books. Now, do you do you have a, a preference um, or you just depends on your mood? Or? Well, in theory, I prefer books because I think it's a better medium for world world building, which is important for science fiction and character yes. development okay. when, 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 when it's written well, I mean, there are crappy science fiction novels that don't, you know, do, you know, are, are not very original or don't have great characters and don't have great plots. But I think when science fiction in the book form is done well, it's the best way. Um, but I think TV shows have similar advantages over movies because you do have time to tell a a story whether it's episodic science fiction or a serialized science fiction Mm -hmm. yeah um you know i love a really great science fiction movie but they're not there's not that real many of them really and they i find a lot of them just don't hit the mark even some are that are part of these big franchises don't always hit the mark as as you probably well know. if you look if you if we look at the star wars movies there's 11 star wars films and arguably maybe three <laughs> of them are actually excellent three to four out of 11 but if you look at that franchise 
and you look at say the alien franchise which you know the original alien movie is considered one of the best sci-fi horror movies of all times and yeah. rightly so and then aliens is probably the best sci-fi action movie of all time you know two different kinds of movies with yeah. two really big directors but after that it's all downhill even the worst star trek films are better than a lot of other science fiction what do you what do you think the main differences are between like sci-fi made like in, a, in the 20th century we'll say and the 21st century like what what's do you think they would be better because of the um the cgi you think and our ability to make it look more real so what is it why are the original star wars still considered better and some of the just older stuff like alien like you mentioned is better than anything you'll find today well you have to have a great story uh, great special effects don't make up for bad storytelling the reason why the old doctor who is still awesome even though the special effects were so cheap and the sets look crappy is when doctor who was well written if you took a Doctor Who script from the 70s, kept exactly the same way, but just did it with a big budget, it would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, Doctor Who did Alien before Alien. It's called The Ark in Space in 1976 with Tom Baker. But I think pre-2000, the best science fiction was still in book form because you didn't need the special effects budget. You know, you, you just true, had yeah. to, you had to tell a great story and 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 and. You know, world building is really important in any science fiction. You got to get people to believe that they're in the world. And that's why Star Trek works so well is because mm -hmm. people believe, hey, this might be the future 300 years from now. Uh, this might be how humans work, you know, and what they might do for a living. Next Generation, which is my show growing up, that's the one. And that's why you got a show like The Orville, because Seth MacFarlane loved Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. And it's like, hey, it's like this, these are people going to work. They just work in space. <laughs> but, you know, before 2000, very few movies got a big budget. And those tended to be science fiction horror like Alien or action adventure. Or, and they were very dystopian. You got the Terminator films. I mean, except for the Star Trek films, there's been some exceptions for good science fiction movies in the last few yeah, years that was my next question what what name something that gets still gets you excited or something you are excited about that's coming out or just came out or well i'm still excited with star trek it's had its up and ups and downs yeah. but the final season of picard was pretty awesome yes i that, really that was I, awesome i really like strange new worlds because it's back to the episodic star trek yeah so um but you know I mean, we've had some good movies like Interstellar, which I love. Oh, it's One great. Fantastic. Movies. Yes. Um, when you have someone like Christopher Nolan, who's really, I think every time he makes a new movie, he's trying to do something different and push himself. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather have a bad Christopher Nolan film than another big budget Disney movie. Uh, I, ha I haven't seen it yet because I want to read the book first, but the, the Dune movie was well received and, and the next one's coming. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you that science fiction, it's a lot of content, a big world, tons of stuff to take in. But me personally, I, I don't, I think we, we peaked uh, back in the day uh, in, in, during uh, our generation. I just think, like you mentioned, the stories were just better generally. And um, would, now, would you, last question, what is your favorite science fiction series? Star Trek The Next Generation, It's if I had to pick one, I mean, there's a lot of shows I love, but I think I discovered Star Trek uh, a couple of years before they started Next Generation, so I yeah. was getting into Star Trek, uh, and it was before the internet, so if you wanted to learn about the <laughs> show, 
you had to go and get books out of the library or buy books. Yeah, yeah. And then you had to wait. I had to watch the reruns on CBC on Sunday morning to catch up. And then Next Generation came along and and I was young enough that I was like, hey, cool Star Trek. I wasn't one of those people like, you know, the old fans were like, oh, they can't remake Star Trek. They're going to ruin it. <laughs> so I was really open to the idea. Of yeah, you would have been 12, I guess, eh, or so when it came out? Uh, yeah, it would have been 87? about 12 years old. Yeah, 87. Yeah, yeah. And uh, starting grade 7, grade 8. I mean, that's how I survived <laughs> high school in Star Trek. And I think the, I think the important lesson, if we were going to wrap on anything, is mm. the, 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 the idea that the next generation writers discovered around third season as they really settled in and the show found its footing was that science fiction is a a super genre you can do comedy within science fiction you know speaking of great movies galaxy quest great (laughs) sci-fi film but you can do horror horror movies so you know alien is is like that i mean the best episode of star trek i think is is the measure of a man which is a courtroom drama about whether data is really alive and has any rights and I think that's Great the episode. neat thing about science fiction uh, is you can do a lot of interesting stories, comedy, mm-hmm. horror, uh, action adventure, courtroom drama, political drama. There's so many things you can do within science fiction. And Star Trek has always done a great job of that over the years is showing you can do that. Uh, so I think it's 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 not... It's not just about aliens. It's not just about space battles. It doesn't always have to be dark and 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 grim. It can be a lot of fun. I would agree with that being uh, the best series of all time. I'm with you on that 100%. All right, Gary, thank you so much. And uh, I'll probably be seeing you soon. We'll probably watch a little Doctor Who uh, Christmas special uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So we'll, That's we'll see right. you then. All right. Thanks all a right. lot. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Now, uh, we didn't really uh, truly get into, you know, the lure necessarily of science fiction. We just know a lot of people love it, and it's really kind of neat stuff. It's a, it's a, Like he mentioned, it's a, it's a big world, and there's a lot of things, a lot of genres inside um, the world of science fiction. It's safe to say that uh, it's enjoyed by many people of all ages. To any young listeners tuning in, I urge you to check out some of the old sci-fi material. You can find this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcatchers of choice. And please join me next week for another fun topic as we talk about sitcoms. Giddy up. Goodbye for now. <laughs>